This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Lexi Brown. Lexi, how's it going? Good. You know, just living my best life in the, in the bubble. You know? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Um, so actually, I'm about to almost release my 100th episode, and I only, I only record episodes with people like I didn't repeat guests, so you're the first repeat guest after yeah, 100. Because I was, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my that was my goal. I was like, I'm not gonna do repeat stuff because that doesn't make sense to me. Because I want to get 100 different people. But I'm 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 worthy. Yeah. <laughs> so after 100, I don't care. I'll get anybody. But yeah, you're the first one. So so you, that that's history. History. I'm special, y'all. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, so what, what has been up uh, in your life in general? How is, how is the bubble life right now? Well, the bubble life, I mean, when you say that you're living in a bubble, it sounds like prison-like, mm-hmm. um, and it's not like that at all. So we have, um, I'm living in a hotel, so there's a hotel on the IMG campus, and then some other people are living in, you know, like little apartments type things, and it's all really nice i know some something surfaced on twitter that said otherwise but i went to one of the villas yesterday and they're super nice there's a lot of space the hotel is super nice um i was in minneapolis last week for about almost two weeks and we were doing individual workouts and you know just uh getting to know our new coaching staff and you know getting to know some of the new players that um, you know, came on the team. So like our whole team is like new. I think there's like only five of us returning from last season. So um, we've just been getting to know each other. And, you know, I finally am able to just lock into basketball, you know, for the first time since I got back from overseas. So it's been mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. Now talking about last season, uh, it was your first season with the Minnesota Link. Um, how, how did it go? It was amazing. Uh, it was so nice to be uh, on a team and in a situation where you felt needed. Um, and appreciated. Uh, I learned so much. I had some really amazing vets on my team with me, uh, like Simone Augustus and Odyssey Sims. Um, You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't play up to our potential, I don't think, the whole season. And I think that uh, it was a learning experience for everyone. But the organization and the team is incredible. And uh, you know, it's a blessing that, you know, I'm a part of it. And now last season or last overseas season, uh, you went to Israel and how, how was that? Israel was so much fun. It's like a party. So anybody who's thinking about going overseas, you've got to stop in Israel at least one time. Um, it was so fun. There were so many Americans there, a lot of WNBA players there. Um, it was like one big family, really, because uh, all the cities and teams were pretty close um, I think the farthest team was maybe an hour, like right under an hour. So we were together all the time, going out, playing against each other, competing. Uh, it was a really good time. And Israel's beautiful. The, the the culture, the people, amazing. So if y'all got a chance to ever go to Israel to visit or play, highly recommended. What about, were you still there when uh, like the coronavirus happened? I literally left right before. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was happening like yeah. before. Um, but when it started getting like that global attention, I literally just got back home. Um, so I, I missed that, that, you know, European band, travel band. I missed all that. Thank goodness. Yeah, obviously that was good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, what was your life like, like when you got home? I mean, obviously you probably wanted to do a lot of things and you couldn't. Yeah. I had a lot of plans for when I got home, like a lot of plans, you know, you're overseas. I mean, Israel's a little bit different. You're not really stuck in the house. Like you maybe are in other countries. Um, so, you know, I wanted to go like on a vacation or something. Um, but I got home and, you know, everything got started uh, getting shut down. Atlanta shut down a little bit slower than some of the other places. Um, but, you know, that was March. It's July and they've re-shut down Atlanta. Um, so clearly, you know, the United States has some work to do. But mm-hmm. I was in the house a lot. Um, had to work out at my house for a little bit because all the gyms were closed. Thankfully, we had a gym to, to hoop in. Um, so that was a blessing. So I didn't go without that at all, basketball. But, like, weightlifting and things like that, I had to, you know, uh, do that in my garage, which was different. But we made it work. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, what about, like, just for seasons in general, do you, do you like, set goals every year? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you got, you got any this year? I mean, this year's so different now because, yeah. you know, I just had so much momentum. I, well, I personally feel like I had a lot of momentum of how I played overseas. So I was really prepared to step into this new role um, for the summertime. And, you know, I still have that, you know, confidence, momentum, not so much because, you know, you have to be on the court. Um, But I just want to – obviously, my main goal is to be the best shooter in the league. Um, That's something I definitely want to do. But um, I still have to think about my goals a little bit because I have a very different role than I did last year. Um, You know, Cheryl – Coach Reeve has me um, running the one a lot, a lot more. I'm probably going to start at that position, um, which is completely different from last season where, you know, I got in the game and my, my job was to shoot and that was it. So now, um, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, getting people the ball where they need it, where they want it. Um, you know, that's something I did all through college. Um, but, you know, two years of playing a different position, going back to my natural fit at the one, um, I'm excited, a little bit nervous because playing the one in, in this level is definitely harder than people think. Um, there's going to be an adjustment period, I think, but um, they've given me so much confidence. Um, so first goal is to be the best shooter in the league. Second goal is to be the best floor general. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get that second one this year or not, but um, it's definitely a goal of mine. Just going back uh, to the links, I know you had – I don't, I don't want, I don't even know. I don't remember the number, but it was 23, maybe 26. What? Your, your career high last year. Was it 20? I don't even know. I do, <laughs> I do know about that game is we lost. So All right. I don't even care. All right. We won't, we don't, <laughs> we won't even talk. We'll go to the next question. <laughs> um, yeah. With the black lives matter movement going on, like what, what do you want to see change? Shoot. That is a very loaded question. Um, you know how to ask it. Yeah. You know, there's like a, there's so many things that need mm-hmm. to be changed. Um, but the, I guess I'll just speak on the, something that I'm passionate about. I've always been passionate about um, is education. Okay. And, and um, you know, everyone's like, oh, the kids are, the kids are the future. The kids are the future. And, you know, everybody starts off as being a kid. So like where we keep going wrong with these mm-hmm. future generations you know it starts in schools um i think that it's so important um i think curriculums need to change i think that we need to 
put more classes that help kids and people in life a little bit more. Um, and then also classes that kids are like interested in that make kids want to come to school, make kids want to be around, you know, their teachers and their, and their peers. Um, put in more programs to have kids before school, after school. And I know at the end of the day, all that costs money. Um, so I just think that just money needs to be allocated a little bit better. And, you know, you've seen that with the defund police and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, lawmakers, politicians, they need to make a, a conscious effort to improve school systems, especially in, you know, poor communities, not necessarily just black communities, but definitely black, poor black communities. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's where it, it starts. You know, you, you can make it, you, kids, their brains are sponges. So, you know, it's our job to mold them. Mm -hmm. um, and if you, if you go to a school with, a classroom that has 40 kids, one teacher and four textbooks. Like, I don't understand how you could even possibly think that a kid can learn in that environment. So I think that us as a country, we have to do better, you know, with our education, especially with, you know, elementary, middle school, high school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, especially now, cause I mean, probably going forward in the fall, it's going to be all online and, you know, yeah. Like how many kids have access to online? Like, yeah. have their own computers and I don't know it's just like you have it's just such a big divide um you know between and it's not I mean it is a race issue but it's not always a race issue it's a it's a, a economic issue um but the fact that people are ready to put schools all online knowing that there are communities that probably don't have more than one computer in their house and possibly more than one child in the house like it just doesn't make sense we just have yeah. to be more, we have to put a better effort, I think, towards education, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, I think other countries do it, so I think we could do it. Other countries do a lot of things. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's nice. We're going to do it this way instead. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's pretty interesting when, the, when you look at other countries, yes. Um, yeah, going, going to Duke, I know Carol Lawson just got hired today. Uh, how do you feel about that? That's amazing. I remember when, um, well, first and, first and foremost, I'm super sad that Coach P decided to step down. Um, my experience at Duke was incredible. I loved being coached by her. Um, so I want to say that first. Um, when the, there was like tweets going around about, you know, who they were going to, you know, consider hiring. And I know I tweeted at them, like, please hire a black female coach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, they, Lexi said hire a black female coach, so we hired a black female coach. But I just felt like, you know, with the environment of the world and sports right now, um, you know, Duke, they had an opportunity to, you know, make some noise, make a splash, make a, make a hire that, um, you know, made sense. And uh, Kara is so knowledgeable of the game. And you know, I've been able to have some conversations with her, you know, with games that she's covered of, of mine. Um, pick her brain and, you know, I'm super excited and I think Duke needs a little bit of a revamp. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I think Kara is the best person who can do that. All right. So basically we interviewed the past three years. This is the third year and I'm going to bring up the video now. Oh, no. And we'll watch like a minute of it and then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if this works there. All right. First of all, what is my hair going to look like? <laughs> Uh, 
Okay, here we go. Ah! <laughs> sad. Look how sad I look. <laughs> we didn't even play it yet. I knew it was coming. All right, you ready? Yeah. Could you just tell me which biggest motivation yeah. is? Uh, my biggest motivation is my family. Um, all the time, energy that they've uh, put into me, developing as a basketball player and a young woman. Um, the least I can do is repay them with going hard every day, uh, keeping a positive attitude, talking to them every day. Uh, they shower, shower me with so much support and love. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be here without them. Still true. Uh, now, I know you moved around a lot, obviously, when you were younger. Uh, how did that kind of help develop who you are today? Kind of seemed a lot of different places. Yeah, no. Um, when we moved, it was like we would stay in places for long periods of time. So it didn't really feel like we were bouncing around as much as we were. Um, our family's super close. So, you know, I was always with them. And for the majority of that time, so I have three siblings, but the majority of that time, it was just the two of us moving around. Um, so, you know, we were always together. We're only two years apart. Um, but for the most part, um, Orlando was home for most of the time I was growing up and um, my dad was one who was kind of bouncing around. We always ended up back in Orlando at some point. Um, but living in all those different places was really fun. Get to experience a lot of new new things, meet so many cool people. Because um, a lot of people don't get to travel. You know, I've met so many people who haven't even been on an airplane. So, you know, to be able to experience things like that at such a young age is awesome. No. She's smart. She is. She's smart. Well spoken. Love it. Was it better or worse than you thought? It was. It was better. I mean, anytime you talk about my family, literally, you could pull up any interview. You ask me about my family, I'm going to say the same things. They love me. I love them. We're super close. I talk to them all the time. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you questions that were asked during the interview. Okay. And that, that's where the editing comes in later. And we go back, and then it'll be funny. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Oh, why do, you, why do you think it's important to build your brand outside of basketball? No, it's so important, especially um, with our league. I think that the, the way the WNBA has been growing in the last couple of years, um, especially for social, because of social media. I mean, I remember growing up, you know, there was I wasn't – walking around, um, hearing people mention WNBA players, the WNBA, you know, as a league, positive or negative. I mean, some of the conversation has been negative, but, you know, at least there's being conversation. Um, I think it's super important. I think uh, us as players have been doing a, a much better job, you know, reaching out, connecting to fans, especially since we have those platforms, um, you know, to be more in touch and engaged with our fans. Um, why wouldn't you, you know, take advantage of it? And there's so many opportunities out in the world um, that are that are everybody's fingertips. So why don't why not go get it yourself? It is important, I think, because the ball's gonna stop bouncing eventually, um, and you have no idea when. I think that in this day and age, it's so easy to show the world your personality and your interests. Um, and when you have like a platform, you have supporters or fans. I think it's so important to interact with them um, and show a little bit of your personality. You don't necessarily have to show your entire life um, because, you know, you have your privacy, obviously, in your life that you want to live. But um, there's so many opportunities out there. Um, and, the, and being a professional athlete just opens so many doors. I mean, you work so hard to get to this point and you might as well, you know, share your, your personality with the world. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
And uh, if you go back in time and talk to your younger self when you first started playing basketball, uh, what would you tell yourself? I would love to go talk to young Lex. Um, I think the biggest thing I would say is just don't listen to anybody outside of your circle. Um, I remember, it's funny, yesterday I was actually talking to my mom. She was um, ran into one of the basketball rankings people from Florida from when I was younger. And he was, they were talking about how they ranked me like the 15th best player in Florida in like eighth grade. Like really, who cares? But it's eighth grade. But he always was like, I don't know why everybody ranked her so low. I always thought she was the best. And my mom was just like, does it really matter? Like those rankings, like they're just a number next to your name. Um, and I know at the beginning when all those uh, rankings started happening, you know, when you start, you know, playing AAU, it really bothered me that, you know, people didn't really see my potential and how hard I worked and stuff like that. So I would tell, you know, a younger version of myself that that stuff shouldn't even bother you. Um, that's not what you play for. You don't play for rankings. You don't play for accolades. You play for yourself. You play for your family. You play because you love the game. <laughs> me to her. First, I'd be like, girl, you're terrible. Like, you probably should pick another slate. <laughs> but um, I would just tell her to keep being who she is. Um, you know, you don't really see, at least at my age, you didn't really see many, like, super girly girls playing basketball at a high level. And, um, you know, someone who was so focused and driven and a lot of people would tell them, oh, you're, you're kind of rude, you're mean. But, you know, I was just really locked in when I was little. So I would tell her to, you know, stay who you are, stay focused because you see the bigger picture that maybe some people don't see um, and it's going to pay off. What about, okay, so you said, you said you were funny. Do you, <laughs> do you think, <laughs> you think you would ever do uh, stand up? Do you like Blake? Yeah, me and Blake Griffin have very similar senses of humor, very dry and I think mine is, like, more, like, conversational. And, like, a lot of people think, like, when I say things, like, I, well, some people don't know if I'm joking or serious, which is why I think I'm funny because, like, you never know. But, like, if you like The Office, Parks and Rec, like, that's my that's my area right there. But stand-up is hard. Like, I don't know. But, you know, people on t there's, like, people on Twitter, like, they could be stand-up comedians because really all about stand-up is just being relatable. Um... So I think if I just sat down for a little bit, but it's also nerve-wracking because when you say something, people don't laugh. You're just like, oh, like, where do I go from here? But, you know, like, I'm more like a, like, did she really just say that type of funny? Um, never inappropriate, just sometimes. Um, also, we can't really curse that much, so that kind of takes the edge off of some humor, what I've noticed. Why can't you? You know, I just have little, I still have little people watching me, you know, so I can't be, you know, throwing around F-bombs and stuff like that, even though, you know, Cat Williams is my guy, like, but if you, if you just listen, it's like, boo, 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 boo. So, yeah, stand-up comedy, probably out for me. Probably all right. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> See, like, I'm not, I'm not a joke teller. You know, I'm funny, like, in moments, like, my reactions to things. Um, but stand-up, I've, like, considered it, but you know how hard it is to be a stand-up comedian? Like, people like Cat Williams and Kevin Hart, like, they have me cracking up just by storytelling. And I'm also a terrible storyteller, so absolutely not. Never. You know, this is crazy, because, like, I literally listened to the interview, and, like, you, you pretty much said almost the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, but you talked about Blake Griffin, too. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Cause like his his humor is like super dry, like mine. But like, and like if somebody, like if I were to tell a joke and no one would laugh, I would like cry. Like I wouldn't be able to recover. Like I wouldn't be able to recover from that. Yeah, like this is kind of crazy. But uh, all right, so what? Stay true to myself. Like y'all no, hear this? I'm the same. All through these years. You're way happier though. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, what could what could Lynx fans expect from you over the next few years? A lot of growth. Um, you know, something that I've always enjoyed doing is coming to a place one way, and you know, every year bringing something different, bringing something new, growing as a person, growing as a player. Um, so that's something I'm really excited about. You know, we get the luxury of you know being able to go overseas, play, work on our game for a couple months, and come back. You know, sometimes as a completely different player, as a better player. Um, so I'm really excited to take on that challenge, going overseas and playing, um, and then coming back here, you know, something new, and hopefully being able to uh, increase my role on this team. Um, let's see. Lynx fans can expect a lot of three-pointers, um, a lot of smiling, a lot of happiness, um, and also a lot of work in the community. So that's something that I really um, am super passionate about. I just never have had time, you know, because you go from one season to the next. Um, so I'm hoping in the next few years, I'll have a little bit more time to be out in the community with kids, doing camps, giveaways, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I'm just super passionate about that for sure. All right, we're, all, we're all done with those ones. Uh, and then my question was, what was, what was your first impression when me and my boy Aaron came to interview you two years ago in Connecticut? I was like, why do they want to interview me? <laughs> like, that's literally what I thought. I was like, you have all these people. I'm not going to play. Like, no one knows who I am. And y'all want to interview me? So I was definitely happy that, you know, I was getting a little bit of attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So, so it was actually funny because um, my, my boy, that he's uh, the big WNBA guy. He told me, he was like, you got to interview Lexi Brown. Like, she's D Brown's daughter. Yeah, exactly. That's well, that, <laughs> but no, no, he knew you from Duke, though, too. Yeah, most people know. Well, it's funny now because I've, like, been posting some pictures with my dad. And, like, literally still to this day, I saw people like, yo, that's your dad? Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, really? Because if anybody follows me playing basketball, they mention his name at least once a game, no matter what. Like, literally. It's never get to my nerves, but I love it. <laughs> and then uh, last year I asked you, uh, you were going to tell me how you felt about the jerseys after you wore them. So what, what did you think of them? My jersey? Yeah, because they changed uh, last year. Remember that they didn't have the numbers on the front, and that's what we were talking oh, about. Yeah. And you were like, I don't even realize that stuff. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really bother me. Yeah, I liked our jerseys. My favorite jerseys, though, are we have these gray jerseys that I really yeah. like um well like we have like a cool logo so yeah they were cute our jerseys are cute most of the I think because like the whole league went through like a whole rebrand of all the logos all the logos are kind of dope now so yeah I like them mine's a little big right now you know I lost some pounds during quarantine all right. so it's a little yes you your, uh, your fit grind yes how many how many interviews have you have you done like in the past let's say a year shoot i don't know i mean not as many as you would think 
mm-hmm. um, because like in Israel, like that was what, six months. So that I didn't do any interviews when I was there. Um, last year during the season, I did a ton, like post game, media day, all that. And then this year has been like kind of weird. So I've done like some like Instagram live stuff, some Zoom stuff here and there. Um, I don't know, like some people, like they all like, lately people are like, I want to hear about your struggles as a woman in the sports field, struggle this, struggle that. Like, can we just talk about something happy or something? Like, I don't want to always sound like, seem like I'm complaining or, you know, ungrateful for the opportunity that I do have. So I've been contacted about like some interviews and I've kind of just ignored the request, like on Instagram or something, because I like, they show, tell me what they want to talk about. I'm like, I've, I talk about that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. bring me something different, something fun. Like I did one interview with this girl, Jenna, and she had a drink and I had a drink. Like I had a glass of wine. I think she had like a beer and we were just like drinking and talking. And it was like so cute. Like things like that. I like doing stuff like that. Well, it's funny you said that too. Cause I was like, ah, uh, man, like I want to do it with Lexi still, but like, I don't know if she's going to want to do it. Cause like, you know, the bubble and all this. I was oh, like, oh. We, got, we got a bar upstairs, <laughs> a bar downstairs. Like we are. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Just drink responsibly is all they asked of us. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So this, the next segment is the average savage questions. And they're going to be a few that I'm going to go back on the other one too. So I, the first one that we just did was two years ago. Then this one was just last year, but then I got some new ones too. Okay. So what's your favorite song right now? Ooh, my favorite song right now. That's hard. That's hard. It's going to be in the playlist. So I got the average savage playlist. So like, what is my favorite song right now? I think, hold on, I need to look. I'm bad when it comes, because I listen to like so many different types of music. Um, hmm. Oh, I like, oh, What's Poppin', the remix with Jack Carlo. Yeah, that's a good song. Right, I love what, Jack Carlo. What's your, uh, plat- uh, your social media platform of choice? Instagram, but Twitter been popping lately, so I don't know. It might be Twitter right right now. Today, I picked Twitter. <laughs> All right. So last last year, uh, I asked you what three jerseys you want that you don't have. So I'm curious if you got any of them, and they were actually. Do you, do you remember what three they were? No. You want to take any guesses? Is Michael Jordan one of them? No. What the heck was he? I don't know. All right. <laughs> No, you said good ones. You all right? You, so you I said did. okay. You said Colin Kaepernick. Oh, facts. Damian Lillard. Nope. <laughs> and, and and Kobe Bryant, twenty-four. Yeah. See, I mean, rest in peace. But getting a Kobe jersey now, forget it. Mm-hmm. Can't get them ever. Let's see. So I have not gotten any of those jerseys. You wear jerseys? No. <laughs> Um, Mitchell and Ness sent me my dad's jersey, so that was nice of them. So That's now cool. I have two. Um, Which one? His Celtics jersey, right. um, green one. And then we were looking through storage, and I found an old uh, Orlando Miracle WNBA jersey. So now I have one of those. That's an old WNBA team that my dad used to coach. And oh, I got a Ken Griffey Jr. jersey, also from storage. 
Okay, Mariners or Reds? Reds. It's white and red. It's dope. It's really big though, but I can make it look. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, so actually, uh, I forgot. So your dad started following me on on social media. So uh, I reached out for him to get on an interview, but he just left me on red last oh, year. He hates. He hates interviews. <laughs> the two interviews he's done during quarantine have been with me because I've made him. So. All right. Yeah, he he's not. A, I mean, when he talks, he like doesn't shut up. But you know, getting him to that point. It gotta be like something like me being like, Dad, can we please do this together? And then he's all in. <laughs> I gotcha. And, and what about do you, do you have a mentor? Do I have a mentor? Um, I mean, I talk to my parents the most about all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't call them my mentors. Um, but no, like I haven't. I still have not like. Well, now I'm too old, probably, but I'm sure, like, I could still, like, I never really had that teammate that, you know, oh, I mean, I guess I wouldn't call Simone my mentor, but she was, like, the first teammate that I've ever had that kind of was, like, let me help you. Yeah. So, it was nice, because, you know, growing up, I was either, like, on the team already for a while, or, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the better players, and then eventually, like, always the old, like, in college, the older player. Um, and then, you know, my first year in Connecticut, it was just kind of like, okay, Lexi's like on the team. And like Simone was like the first person to be like, I got you. Like, you ever need anything? If you're struggling, I got you. So I wouldn't call her my mentor because I don't even want to call her that. (laughs) But she's definitely someone I could, you know, call up whenever, um, I need something or going through it, especially on the court. Yeah, no, I feel you because I only asked that question because when I was interviewing a lot of people, they kept on talking about mentors and I don't really have a mentor. Um, so I was like curious to wh- who is their mentor and then like, does their mentor know that they're their mentor? And ha- and it was 50% of the time they didn't know. Yeah, it's just like, Besides, like, funny. like you look up to, um, but like, that's not a mentor though. Like yeah, you no. have like some type of relationship with someone. Yeah, that, that's why, I, so that's why I was just like, so do you ask your the person that be your mentor or does it just happen? Or does it happen? <laughs> like, like, so, like, like, yeah, cool. so that, that's why I was been interested about that question. So I had yeah. to ask you that. All right. So these are the three that I asked you last year. Uh, how do you feel when random people ask you to play one-on-one? <laughs> I want to punch them in the face. Like, no, I don't want to play one-on-one. Like, would you, you see freaking Steph Curry on the street. Are you going to ask him to play one-on-one? No, especially like grown ass men. I do not want to play you in a one. And I don't want to play you for my heart either. So don't even ask that. I get that as that more than just playing one on one. And oh, it's so annoying. Like, I don't want to play you one on one. I'm sorry. I had to bring it up. Ugh, I want to throw up. Like, it's so annoying. At this point, I'm just like, y'all have to know. Like, this is not, I think people do it, like, now to be funny, um, but it's annoying. It annoys me. <laughs> this is, this is, this is going to be so great. Like, when I play the back to back, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so, <laughs> no Chick-fil-A for the rest of your life, or you find your soulmate? <laughs> <laughs> 
mindset right now is I need Chick-fil-A more than a soulmate today. (laughs) Just today. You can ask me in a couple months. My mind might change. But right now, it's Chick-fil-A over everything. Oh, soulmate, for sure. Chick-fil-A, I love Chick-fil-A, but it makes you fat. So I'm going with the soulmate. (laughs) You know what last year Lexi said? I think Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad. That is sad. If that tells you what kind of mental space I was in last year, there, that I picked Chick-fil-A over a soulmate. Also, that means I'm health- I'm healthier because eating Chick-fil-A forever no longer is, you know, appealing to me. And last one, uh, what's something that people don't know about you? Let's see. Something that people might not know about me. I don't know. I like watching, like, weird TV shows. Like, I mean, they're not weird because, obviously, a lot of people watch them. But I like watching, like, like documentaries, like, series. So, like, My 600-Pound Life. Like, I love that show. I was about to say... Hoarders. I was about to say documentaries aren't weird, and then you said six hundred pound life. So <laughs> <laughs> those shows, they're not weird, but it's just kind of like like people are like, Lexi, how do you watch this? Um, something that people don't know about me. Mm, I really like ASMR videos on YouTube. If you don't know what ASMR videos are people listening it's like (laughs) it's like people making like really satisfying sounds on camera so like someone doing like or something oh Oh, also the, the like mukbang videos where people are just eating like in the mic yeah yeah i've gotten to that part of youtube and i can't get out so oh my god so you're telling me you're bored and you just go on youtube and that's what you type in oh people know about the youtube black holes they happen and i got into the asmr black hole and i loved it there i did <laughs> that is pretty random um but you know what do you remember what you said last year that i can't cook no oh what did i say you're talking about uh the shows that like people have weird fetishes and stuff. Oh, yep. Still watch those. Yeah, I mean, Not often because now I'm too busy watching ASMR videos. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I, now I'm literally gonna go look this up. I, like I know what you're talking about, but like I need to see like what comes up. You have to, and there's like diff. There's like levels to it. Like they have ones that like make you go to sleep, and they just have like one girl that I watch sometimes. It's like literally her just putting lip gloss on. But it's like really, you'll see. It's like they just do everything extra and obnoxious right into the microphone. Well, you told me something new. Actually, I got one, I got one last question. You don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But uh, do you have any questions for me? Do I have any questions for you? Who is your favorite WNBA team? Oh, Paul, I can't. That, that's not... I can't. I'm a. I'm neutral. That's not an answer. It doesn't have to be the link. I'm not a fan. Though. I can't. I'm not a fan. Like, okay. So who? 
Who's your favorite player? You can't that's say not, I'm, not, that's not, not me. I'm not a fan. Like, I can't. Oh. Well. <laughs> okay, album. One more. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure? Yeah, that's easy. Um, uh, like candy sour patch kids. That's boring. <laughs> that is boring. People are supposed to have like crazy guilty pleasures. People are like, oh, that's your guilty pleasure. But like you're talking about, hmm? Oh, you're talking about like, well, I, I don't know. Instantly, I just thought about like foods. I mean, that's a guilty pleasure for some people. For sure. But usually it's like something like nasty that like nobody really likes, but you love like people who like peeps and little marshmallow things or candy corn. Oh man. All right. Well, I'll tell you another like weird thing then. So like usually when I'm feeling down, I put on, on the secret on Netflix and I just, I put it on and go to bed. Cause it's like about like positivity and like thinking like that. That's nice. I put on but the like, when I go to sleep and I'm feeling sad. <laughs> but but now I've been feeling really positive and then I put it on the other day and like good stuff been happening. Good. Manifestation. Positivity. Yeah. It's yeah. real. It is real. It's really real. Well, I appreciate you coming on, of course. Uh good luck this season. Um yeah. hopefully everything goes hopefully you say you gotta stay safe, obviously. Yeah, um, so far so good. So um, you know, we get tested every day, which is annoying. And yeah. Expensive. But they're keeping everyone safe. Like, they're, they, they've done a really good job getting this together, I must say. Well, again, appreciate it. Um, and you want to let the people know where to find you at? Um, follow me on Insta, uh, LexiBrown4, and on Twitter, LexiKaya underscore four. Um, also follow my YouTube if you want. I'm probably not going to post that many more videos on there, but there are some on there that are funny. And that's just my name, Lexi Brown. Why aren't you going to post them no more? Because I just, I get so many more views on Twitter. True. So I'm just, I, I just applied for, or I just, well, that's what Terry was text was calling me about, the little Twitter Amplify thing. And it allows you to post videos that are longer than two and a half minutes. And I think up mm -hmm. to 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to start posting my like blogs and stuff on Twitter. I'll tell oh, you. Follow me on Snapchat. I'll tell you this though, um, on YouTube though the views are more accurate. And I don't get any. <laughs> yes, you I accurately don't get any views. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, again, I appreciate it, and you know, if you ever need anything, you can let me know. Cool. Thank you for having me again. We're oh yeah, we're doing this. We're doing. I told oh yeah, actually. My friend Aaron told me today that uh, I didn't know there was this guy that I think he probably like dedicated his life to following Muhammad Ali, but I'm not going to do that. Sorry, Lexi. But <laughs> yes, I do. I would like to interview every year because like, that's just random that it just happened to just be your rookie year. And now, you know, that is fine with me. Yeah. That is fine with me. Oh, all right. Again, appreciate it. I'm going to end it this time for real. <laughs>